Okay, hello, hello. We're officially live. And <clears throat> I am Astra, the Money Mage. And I work with the healers of Earth to help you release money blocks and ignite your money magic for more prosperity and money flow in your life and business. So welcome to today's episode. And <clears throat> I'm always divinely guided um, as to what to talk about in, in an episode of the new prosperity. And this morning I received the divine message, it's Money Blocks Awareness Day. <laughs> and I went, oh, okay, well that, that's definitely a, a helpful subject because we we want to know them, we want to what came through earlier today is we want to make friends. We actually want to befriend our money blocks um, rather than villainize them so that we can learn um, what they have to teach us, you know, about our own money past, our own um, false poverty beliefs, our own, you know, inner soul wounds that block us from receiving more money. Um, these money blocks hold messages for us, right? And they are here as teachers. And once we learn from them, they don't need to be here anymore. <laughs> so I am welcoming in all of the different kinds of money blocks today. And I spent some time doing little inner meditation on um, what wants to call itself the pantheon of money blocks. All the different types of money blocks that we have to... <laughs> My dog is seeing like, I think lights moving from the sunlight coming in the window. He likes to chase shadows and light on the floor <laughs> and tries to do it on the wall too, but that doesn't work as well. <laughs> um, so yes, I was divining um, many, many different types of money blocks so that we can really go in deep today and um, get some some gritty wisdom about you know what they are, where they came from, how they came to be in our sphere, how we learned to. Um, instill them, them meaning money blocks, right? Um, into our into our belief systems, our consciousnesses, <laughs> our our energy bodies, and even our souls. So without further ado, I'm just gonna start going. I I I wrote a list, I you know took notes as I was divining the types of money blocks. I'm going to go through them and then go back and re-go through them in, de in more detail. So here's what came through the pantheon of money blocks. There's familial money blocks, um, which, which came to us from either our nuclear or immediate family and, and also our extended family. Um, there are ancestral money blocks, so more family stuff. But this came down from generations, um, from past generations, through to instill themselves 
um, as beliefs and, and blocks and energy baggage into this generation. There are circumstantial money blocks, and that's it's kind of funny, but that's what it wants to call itself. And, and these are blocks that, like maybe we'll just, you know, be going through our day and we'll hear someone say something in passing, or we'll be watching TV and someone on a show or a commercial will make some sort of statement or act a certain way when it comes to money. And without even really thinking about, as I whack myself in the glasses, <laughs> that, that's my new thing that I do. <laughs> you know, without even being totally conscious of it, somehow that, that thing, that circumstantial thing that we heard in passing or saw on TV or saw one of our favorite t television characters say or whatever, it sort of gets stuck in our, our craw. <laughs> That, that saying always cracks me up. It's so funny. But, um, but yeah, it sort of just gets, you know, stuck up in our sphere of being somehow. And, and, with, and we're not even totally aware of it. Um, but it sort of infiltrates, you know, into our own set of beliefs or our money ener energies, as it were. Um, you know, I think it's the glasses I'm wearing that are causing the dog, because the light, the light, see, it shouldn't be though, that's so weird. Light shines through the sort of rhinestone-y looking things, it, and then like, scatters. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Either that, or maybe there's a little bug on the floor or something. I don't think so though. No, it's some sort of scattered light that he's chasing, so if you hear, well, any noises you hear are my puppies or my kitty. Um, how weird. Because I'm not seeing anything and he's like chasing what appears to be nothing. Ha! Huh, it's a money block. <laughs> it's a money block gone awry. Um, it's okay, Baxter. It's okay, buddy. You don't have to keep chasing. I think he's chasing his own shadow now. Anyway. Um, Circumstantial. Okay, so then there's communal or community money blocks. So these are things we take on from non-family members. So groups of friends, teachers, classmates, um, fellow, you know, religious affiliates. If you if you have a religion or you go to some sort of house of worship, um, fellow employees. If you have a job, if you're not self-employed, you know. Um, <clears throat> And, and, and if you have your own business, even like, um, you know, uh, colleagues in, in similar, in the same field that you work in, um, you know, entrepreneurial colleagues. So any, anyone that's not blood related or ancestrally related, um, you know, and you, and, and it says you kind of it <laughs> the the divine it you know? <laughs> there is a there is a, a a theory or a rule that says you kind of adopt you you know the the um the abundance or money beliefs of the people that you hang around with the most so um you know so so yeah so either that could be helpful and it could also be not helpful at all so um ah another type of money block is a money block from a past life 
Now, of course, there's money blocks from our past in this life, but those all fall into the familial, the ancestral, the circumstantial, the communal community. Um, you know, but past lives are money blocks, soul wounds, and energ energetic baggage there thereof um, that come from something unhelpful taught to us or taken on by us as a soul in another lifetime. Um, and that, you know, I talk about that a lot. Well, I'll, I'll come back around to it. Um, and then the last member of the pantheon that wanted to come through was class. So, and teachings thereof, you know, class teachings. And that actually applies to all of the above. It applies to past life money blocks, to the community money blocks, communal non-family, to circumstantial money blocks, to ancestral, to familial, nuclear and extended family. Because there are so many unhelpful um, beliefs and statements made and, and, and teachings drummed into our heads from all angles, you know, basically saying there's this class, there's this class, and there's this class, you know, lower, middle, upper, and then some variation within those. And I'm not saying there's not, I'm not saying there are not classes. However, it is very unhelpful to teach that if you're from this class, you're going to be poor. If you're from this class, you're going to be relatively comfortable. And if you're from this class, you're going to be, you know, stinking rich all of your life. Because actually, all of those things could be true for any of the classes. It depends on the individual. We need to stop looking, we need to stop grouping people in masses and focusing on the unique individuals, which is why I'm so grateful to work with healers, you know, and helping, helping you guys, um, you know, alchemize your money blocks and beliefs from heavy to light because you're the ones that are gonna go out and work with your tribes. And so it's like, I'm like a pebble dropped in the, in, the, in the pond, having the ripple effect for you guys, and then you guys go out and have the ripple effect for your tribes, and then they go out and have the ripple effect for their tribes. We need to get rid of the barricades, the energetic barricades between classes, um, and teach across the boards that you can create what you desire and, and not only can you, but you deserve to have your true heart's desires. You are, you are a divine creator, you know, born into a human body. You get to write or rewrite your story every single day. You can start fresh at any moment in time. And really only a tiny portion of people are teaching this and so only a tiny portion of humans are learning this and you know instilling this into their way of being and and manifesting this in their lives so um yeah <laughs> don't get me started no do get me started that's what i'm here for <laughs> so let me just i've been on my notes page here so i don't know what's happening over in the live. Oh, good. We're still live. <laughs> it's not kicking me off as much anymore, which is really good. Um, okay, taking a sip. Oh. Okay. So, 
So going back through the list and starting with the um, familial money blocks, which come from either your immediate family or your extended family or both, <laughs> sometimes both. And, you know, these can be, well, these can come in many forms. It can just be sort of like a general energy that, you know, maybe your parents had a certain energy around money that they would get. They would either go quiet when that subject came up or they would yell when that subject came up or they would ha get a certain look on their face like disappointment or bitterness or frustration or anger or, or you know, when that subject came up, um, a subject of money, if I didn't mention that already. <laughs> um, the um, guys, they're chasing the cat around. Um, the dogs are chasing the cat. <laughs> when I say they, that's usually the dogs or the or all of the animals. Um, you know, so so being as you grew up in that household, you know, and I said mom and dad, I said parents, it could be whoever whoever you were around the most. If your mom and dad worked or if you only were raised by one or the other and they weren't around a lot, maybe it was um, an older sibling. Maybe it was an aunt or an uncle, you know. Um, or if you were, some people are raised by their grandparents or one grandparent, you know, but whoever it was, it doesn't really matter. Um, they learned it from their ancestors and their community and, and their past life blocks. I mean, it's like, if I start really thinking about it, <laughs> I just, I feel like I need a giant, um, I was going to say a shovel, but more like a, like a, is it a steam shovel that, that you sit in the vehicle and you operate it mechanically and it's like this giant, like if you're breaking earth before you build a new house or a building? I mean, yeah. So <laughs> that's why I, I feel like my job of being a healer, a money healer for healers and, and a money mage to help you ignite your inner money mage, I feel like there is no um <clears throat> there's almost no end to the supply of what we can work on every week um and which we do which we actually do in my my new oh my god i'm so i love my new membership so much and i'll just mention it it's called um money magic for the healers of earth and and we do all the stuff that I've been talking about and more. And, um, and it's to really connect you with this new prosperity energy paradigm that has been coming through for us that I started, I said yes to being the Oracle for it last year at the beginning of November. And so much has channeled through since then. And what's cool about the new prosperity energy is that once you say yes, to connecting with it and allowing it to integrate your shifts around money, around deservingness, around receiving, you know, everything that has to do with prosperity, abundance, wealth, you know, financial and otherwise, the shifts start happening way more quickly than they used to over time. So um, that being said, <laughs> the shifts happen fast, but there's a really, really huge supply of stuff that we can work on which is why i've created 
um, this offering in a monthly membership or annual membership format because new stuff is going to crop up every week, right? And, and, but then we shift out of it. We shift, you know, we release, we process, we release, shift, alchemize fast. Boom. So that's money magic. Um, I'll talk more about that at the end, but that's um, thenewprosperity.world slash money magic if you want to check it out. Okay. So familial. Okay. So yeah, I, it just, okay. So I did talk a lot about it. Um, now I'm thinking extended family. I I had a really interesting example shown to me uh, from my own childhood earlier today. I've been thinking about this all day. Um, so I could be of the highest service for you guys. Um, I, and, and it's funny, okay, so another thing I want to say about money blocks is that sometimes they come in, in a form, and this kind of falls into the circumstantial in passing category too. Sometimes money blocks are formed within us from something we heard or experienced that isn't obviously directly about money but it can still become a money block. Okay, so that's what I realized about this, this um, experience that I remembered today. So I became a vegetarian when I turned 12 years old. This was in 1982. And whoops, careful Baxter. Um, and, and it was after I had seen a program on TV. I think it was the, the show 2020 and they had a segment about factory farming and what they do to the animals and how they're treated and I was just a little girl I didn't know you know I just ate stuff because it was that's what my family made or my grandma made or whatever or that's what they had at the restaurant you know and I, I liked certain things I didn't like other things and whatever I just was ate food you know <laughs> quote-unquote food um, <clears throat> not I mean, knowing that one thing was a plant and one thing was an animal, like that much I knew, but there was no deeper empathic awareness, you know, on a heart level until I saw the show and, and it blew my consciousness open and I went, I'm never eating meat again. <laughs> and, you know, and there was a little bit of a an adjustment period for my family when I decided that, but, you know, I won out and, um, of course... Anyway, so I remember being at a at a um, <clears throat> a holiday dinner at my mom's mom's house. So my my grandma's house, my bubby, and um, her husband, who who was not, he was her second husband. So he wasn't my mom's dad. He was her step father so his sons it gets you know with extended extended family gets confusing his sons from his first marriage were there and that's usually how it was you know everyone was kind of all blended together and and there was some portion of we were all sitting at the table all the leaves were in the tables it was huge dining room beautiful vintage amazing house um and and we're all sitting there in the in the beautiful dining room and there was like a platter being passed along like if you wanted to take 
whatever from you know you're serving you're helping and i think it might have been it was a not it was a, something that wasn't vegetarian and so i said oh i i don't eat meat you know and i passed it along and one of the one of my step grandfather's sons so like my step uncle you know started teasing me and i was like you know it must have been well, either 12 or 13, maybe even 14, you know, because I, I, I remained a vegetarian, you know, um, so it was some, some maybe early teens and, and I was very sensitive and, and I, I was very, at that time, very strong, very, um, in certain situations, I was very outspoken about why I didn't eat animals and, you know, and how they were treated and, so my step uncle was a young man at the time and he started teasing me and saying like oh i'm gonna make you eat sausage and bacon and and you know you're gonna enjoy this burger and it's gonna be and and like it was just so silly it was like the silliest thing you know um and I, what i know now in my adult consciousness is he was only doing that because he was uncomfortable he was, he didn't want to be reminded that meat is a dead animal. So he had to, for himself, lighten up the situation by treating me like I was a big dork for being a vegetarian. Um, when in reality, he, he was feeling like a big dork um, for eating meat. <laughs> you know, and I, under, I, I understand... Um, not that I thought, you know, that it was nice of him, but I, I consciously understand, you know, in my adulthood why he was doing this. Um, he was behaving like a little kid, like a four-year-old, you know, who who's insecure. And um, anyway, but at the time, I really took it to heart, and I, I felt kind of I felt attacked by by his teasing, and it that experience kind of. I no longer kind of got up on the animal kindness soapbox as much in my, you know, teens and twenties and may, even into my thirties. But, but it it I started I took on the or I made the decision, not for a great reason, but to not talk about being a vegetarian unless it came up and. And it was a situation where I could have an intelligent discussion about it and not open myself up to being wounded. So, but what, what I was really doing was allowing that to hurt my heart so that I closed my heart, even though my earth purpose is animal kindness. I consider closing my heart and not speaking out about kindness to, kindness to animals. I consider that to be a huge money block. And I never really realized that until today. If I had if I had stuck with my guns, as it were, my vegetarian guns, I mean, which I did for, for my personal <laughs> diet choices, you know, um, and I'm sure I've been helpful to animals in my life, you know, by not, by not supporting that industry. Um, but I could have been I could have helped way more animals if I hadn't allowed myself to get shut down like that. And that feels connected to the past life thing too, which I'll get to 
this is going to be a longer show than I thought. <laughs> but, but, but my point being, when we allow ourselves to be shut down by external circumstances, no matter what they are, that's a money block. Because if we're shut down, if we allow ourselves or we shut ourselves down due to something external, then we're not fully um, expressing the truth of who we are on all levels of our being, right? And, but when we set ourselves free and open and, and shine with the truth of who we are, that's money magnetic. Okay, so that was an interesting <laughs> realization that happened today. I'm going to check my notes real quick because I don't want to forget what I'm... Okay, so that was familial extended family. Um, no more! <laughs> um, ancestral money blocks, well, I'll just briefly touch on that. And I'm sure you guys, you know, understand what I'm talking about. But um, so, for instance, my grandparents um, were born into families that were living during the Great Depression when, you know, some rice and a can of peas constituted dinner. And that actually sounds really good to me, but, <laughs> but back then it was, you know, the diet was very specific and, um, you know, or, or a potato and some iceberg lettuce and some sliced carrots. Um, and again, that sounds really good to me too, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, like there, they were brought up into family situations where every penny was pinched. Every article of clothing was, you know, each hole was, was darned and, and sewed back up or patched or, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, shoes, when the sole got worn away, weren't thrown away. They were taken to a cobbler who re reconnected the sole and fixed the shoes. And, you know, then uh, um, not to say that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it was a very, very, very different mindset. And, and so my great-grandparents' experience with that, you know, um, that energy of contraction and constriction and um lack that was that was handed down into my grandparents generation my grandparents handed it down into my parents generation now what's interesting is my one set of grandparents um even though they got that energy handed to them were both ended up being very successful business people. Um, so it's it was a strange dichotomy of they created monetary success, yet still had still passed on constriction energy, you know, left over from the Great Depression on to their children, who were you know our parents, my parents, <coughs> people in my generation, you know. Um, and and so it was it was I noticed in my family the strange dichotomy of it as well as um, my parents, and especially my mom, has has been 
a very entrepreneurial on and off, you know, not always person and, and they would start businesses and then the businesses would kind of start to take off. And then my mom would say, oh, we have to, you know, I we can't handle this much business. We got to sell the business, uh, um, you know, and so it's like, wait, we're we we're getting prosperous. And so now we have to shut it down. <laughs> like it was just it's, it was so starting, stopping, starting, stopping roller coaster, you know, and, and that's an odd it's an odd um, energetic pattern, but it's one that I've learned. And I now am able to see when I start to get into that pattern. So it's so money blocks, as I said, let's start to befriend them so that we can start to learn from them. Like what message, what message does that one have for me? Well, my lesson there is (laughs) I need to step up and take responsibility as an adult and and create a um rather than a roller coaster type money energy i need to create a sturdiness and a steadiness to my money energy so that i'm not you know either afraid of success and i'm going to shut down or afraid of failure or even starting up to begin with i need to come to a middle ground i'm coming i've been coming to a middle ground you know around that but i'm just giving myself my own story as an example for this, um, you know, so that's ancestral and that's, that's, it's interesting, um, but it's definitely helpful to pinpoint and shine a light on the different patterns and what we've adopted from our parents that they've adopted from their parents that they adopted from their parents and somehow say, stop it (laughs) and, and break the pattern because when you really look at it and understand it and and know where it came from and realize that it doesn't need to be your pattern then you're free free to free to create your new money story um at any time and i'm gonna skim through so we talked about circumstantial i think um something learned in passing something someone said in passing um, that can apply to, I think I already said this, I can't remember, my, my step-uncle teasing me about being a vegetarian and then I closed my heart, you know, like he didn't mean, he didn't mean to make me close my heart for decades, you know, I, I allowed it to, but I didn't know that's what was happening at the time. So we take on these things. Um, anyway, so that was, that's the, uh, you know, that example can apply to this as well. What are you doing, bud? You see your own shadow? Are you a groundhog? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm a puppy dog. Um, la, la, la. We talked about communal community, you know, um, and, and this is like a group think thing that hopefully you can extract yourself from, you know. Um, maybe you go to a church and they all believe that rich people are evil. Extract yourself from that because, you know, how are you ever going to have more money or much more money if you think it's evil and if you think that you'll become evil if you amass this money? Turn it around. Write the new money story. Say, well, no, If when I amass my fortune of financial wealth, I'm going to, you know, um, fill my own cup to overflowing first so that I am well 
I'm going to help my loved ones, you know, to be as well as possible. Um, and I'm also going to be a, th a philanthropist and help my help a cause I believe in so that that cause can become more well like obviously for me it would be helping more animals um not would be will be you know um i have already helped a lot of animals so i should say <laughs> that is my philanthropic uh, uh mission um yeah that's actually that's another thing it's a money block to say it's a money block to say if i had money then i would be doing this no say when i have money i will be doing this and then think about how you're already doing that. So bringing your um, financially wealthy self into your present moment so that you can feel what it's like to be that now. I've already helped thousands, if not millions of animals. Um, I am a rich and wealthy woman. <laughs> and I laugh, but you know, I'm, I'm this exercise, it's a really um, powerful energetic exercise. I laugh because I always laugh because it's fun. <laughs> I make myself laugh. I think I laughed because I, I waggled my eyebrows up and down and it made me giggle. So, okay, back to the, <laughs> but I digress. No, I don't. Oh, okay. So the past life thing, you've already heard me. If you, if you don't know me yet, um, you will know this now. If you know me, you've are already heard me talking about this bazillions of times, but having, <clears throat> being the magical healer, witchy people that we are, we've all had gone through several past lives, um, as a witch, a shaman, a healer, a, a, a spiritual messenger, and in those past lives, we were ridiculed and banished from our communities and punished and tortured and imprisoned and killed for being our empowered, magical, witchy, shamanic healer selves. So if that's not a money block, I don't know what is. So that's <coughs> when I cough, it's a release of energy. <coughs> ah. <coughs> and I just this past year, um, 2022, I went through several months of the release of my entire witch wound. It was horrifying to go through, but I'm really glad it, I did it because then it opened me up to being the oracle of the new prosperity for our healer tribe. Um, I couldn't have done this had I not healed from the major witch wound that I was carrying from so many centuries um, of being hurt and tortured for being my true empowered magical self. Um, so there's that. Um, there's other past lives that, you know, sometimes past lives as a nun or a monk where you took a vow of poverty can affect, can come in and affect this life. I feel like for our tribe that 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 one was sort of healed about over 10 years ago. We were working on that one at that point, um, you know, but who knows, there could be some straggling <laughs> past life energies around that. <clears throat> there could be straggling past life energies around being very wealthy in past lives, being royalty in past lives. Um, and, and maybe because you were, because of your wealth in, in those lifetimes, maybe you were, 
you know, isolated. Maybe you lived alone in a, in a mansion or a castle, you know, and your family was there, but you never got to see them. And, and maybe you didn't, you know, um, maybe you were a knight or a lady or a prince or a princess and you, you, you had all these beautiful, lovely things and, you know, lovely surroundings. Um, but you had no f real friends because they weren't in your class, right? That's another thing about class. It, it separates, it isolates, it, um, you know, when we, when we don't teach everyone that we're all human and we're all creators, um, we feel alone, we feel alienated, we feel isolated. So there could be that going on as well from past lives. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then the next thing on the list is class teaching. So it applies to everything that I just was talking about. Um, <sighs> take a breath. Okay. <laughs> so in the new prosperity energy paradigm, we get very grounded, grounded like tree. <laughs> That's what it says. It being the paradigm. It, we open our hearts because it, when, when we have closed hearts, we're not open to our money um, reception um, in any capacity. Um, we get very clear on what we truly desire within our hearts and souls. We understand and be, that we are the creators of that for ourselves and we design and become the architect of that. We call on some divine helpers, um, which I teach more about in Money Magic, um, to help us with that uh, uh, manifestation into our realities. Um, the manifestation of your true hearts and soul's desires. Um, we connect so that we don't feel isolated and alone. Um, we connect with our soul tribes. And these are people that are like, I call them like-souled people. Um, and they not become, not only become your soul family and soul friends, but they also, um, from that pool of your soul tribe peeps, come your soul mate clients who love you and love what you do and what you offer and they want to be in that energy and they want to be um, with you. They want to be, you know, learning and integrating what's, what is coming through you as a divine creator and channel. And then we allow money flow in and out and in <laughs> and out. And this, this is, these are the aspects of the new prosperity energy paradigm. They call themselves the star points. <sighs> so, and again, we talk more about that in Money Magic. Um, right now, I have a little special dealy bob going. Um, if you are within, by Friday, if you're the first handful of people that sign up for the Money Magic membership, um, either monthly or annually, um, you receive a personalized, channeled, 
distance money magic scan and healing activation from me. And I, I perform this healing for you, you know, and I type up what transpired um, all in a report so that you know. And I will, yes, I was going to say, I will likely throw in a sound healing code with that because that I think is going to be part of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it's showing itself to me that will be part of the healing activation. So you'll have a sound healing audio personalized just for your own money magic needs. Um, so the next handful of people who sign up before Friday receive this gift from me. It's valued at $555. And I'm excited to perform these new money magic healings for you guys. Um, so the way to sign up, I think I can, I think I have it on cue to put, oh no, no, <laughs> I thought I had it set up so that I could, I'll type it in. It's the new prosperity dot world slash money magic. thenewprosperity.world slash moneymagic. So I'm excited. Um, and I would love to hear from you guys how uh, this channeled teaching of the pantheon of money blocks, how this has gone for you and any ahas you've had. Um, I think I sort of <laughs> started the beginning of a whirlpool of a, a bunch of stuff that can, you know, that will now be, um, what's the word, um, shaken up <laughs> from everything I've talked about today. This is the longest show that I have recorded in a long time, um, but there was a lot to talk about. So, all right, you guys, I'm excited to hear how this has gone for you. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Take care and much love to you.